What is going on, MMA on point? It is me, the casual Lawton Vierkant, yet again for another week. Jason is in London, hanging out with the London boys. He is getting some really cool things ready. So I am here and I am in charge. Jason's actually in the chat, so he's monitoring us from an entirely different country. But good to see everyone. This is the weekly live chat that we do. We are going to be answering all your questions, talking about upcoming fights, and anything else you guys want. So real quick, I want to give a shout out to Venom. We are partnered with them, and it is just awesome to be partnered with the UFC's main clothing brand. So use our code MMA on point on their website for 10% off of everything. Support them for supporting us. We love getting partnerships with companies like this, and we just want to show them that we're thankful. So please go get you some swag. We got, I'm wearing actually one of my favorite shirts right now. It's kind of hard to see, but you can get any of this on the store. Use our code MMA on point, and we appreciate it. So Without further ado, I am actually, it is actually an Irish takeover today. I am joined by Rob and Pete, as usual. How are you guys doing today? Excellent. Yeah, we're doing great. Uh, We just want to say thank you to our fearless leader, Jason. We know he's watching. We just want to say we love you so much. Uh, You're the best thing ever. Please don't fire us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I concur. (laughs) All right, boys. Well, we are just going to dive right into it. We are going to head straight in to get this week started with the Kumite Crunch. If you guys are new here or haven't been here in a while, this is kind of an icebreaker thing we do. It's five topics real quick, one minute each. We will kind of go through them all, and I'll kind of be the moderator and kind of reading it off and monitoring the chat. So how this works, every other question, we're going to do a vote on who should take it. Rob, or Pizzi. So that is your all's job to vote who should be taking this first one. And I'll kind of read and prep the questions while we move on. So right now in the chat, who should take this first headline of favorite fight? Go ahead and put Rob or Pizzi in the chat while I kind of read about it. And then we'll go there and kind of get the answer. So the headline of favorite fight, what is your favorite title fight for UFC 261 this weekend and why. And if you don't know, there's obviously three title fights. So we're kind of just going to talk about what your favorite one coming up is. And let's go to the chat and see what we got. Ooh, Pizzi, I think we're coming to you this one. This would be like if, if, if Tyron Woodley won that fight against Vincente Luque, Luque, because Rob smoked me the last time he came on. Anthony smoked me last week. Jason smoked me in between that. So I'm a three fight skid. So thank you guys. (laughs) I would have been handed my marching papers if I didn't win this one. That's why that's why Jason's in in the comments. He's gonna fire me immediately if I lost that. Thank you. All right, so it is you officially. So PC, you got one minute on the topic favorite title fight from this weekend. You ready? Oh, you better believe it. All right, starting now. My favorite fight this weekend is Zhang Wai Li versus Rose Namajunas. I think this is an unbelievable fight. The last time we saw Wiley, she was in that amazing war with Joanna Janjacek. Of course, we know Rose Namajunas, a former champion, has defeated Joanna twice. I think this is a beautiful, beautiful fight. And look, I think if this goes into a, a kind of a striking exchange fight like we saw against Joanna last March, I think Rose really has a huge advantage. I think she is one of the slickest boxers in the whole promotion. So I'm really relishing the thoughts of how these two match up on the feet. I think Rose really owns that advantage by a long way. But I think Zhang, 
on the ground is so strong, so boisterous. And she really wears people down because she puts all of her strength on them, all of her weight on them. And she is a huge, huge straw weight. I think that's an excellent fight. And I think there's lots of things to do afterwards. They could even do an immediate rematch. And then Joanna's back at play. Perfect. Nice. On the dot, one minute. All right. Rob, we are tossing it to you. You got one minute. What's your favorite title fight coming up this Saturday? You ready? Yes. All right. One minute starting now. So my favorite fight was the co-main event as well, but I will take the main event because I also think it's a, a very good fight. Now, I don't think it's that much deserving for Jorge Masvidal, but what I will say is even though the narrative going into the first one was that Masvidal was in some kind of camp and he was in some kind of shape, when I went back and rewatched it, he looked in good shape, but not in great shape. And I think that with fighters, they always say the right thing going in. And maybe there was a bit of that at play. So if Jorge Masvidal really wasn't in the shape that he said he was, and he was in the shape that kind of he's saying he was now, where he was he had trouble cutting weight, and we know he did, I think it could be an interesting one. I think, though, Usman definitely has the style to beat him. I also wonder if Usman, because he, if, because he asked for this fight, Will he try to put on a more impressive performance than the last one? He caught a lot of flack for the last seconds. one. If he's smart, he'll go for the wrestling. He'll go for the foot stomps. He'll go for the clinch. But you never know. You know, It might be more impressive from Usman this time. So it's a good fight. Nice. All right. One minute on the dot, too. We're, we're Great starting. Great call on the audible there, by the way. What an audible by Rob, who was going to pick the co-main. I come in. Snooker him. I'm like, hey, I'm picking. <laughs> He's like, boom, main event, no problem. Love it, Rob. Well done. They should have picked you. Thanks, man. But yeah, the call main event is the best fight in the card. <laughs> Disregard everything I said. <laughs> yeah, I talked a lot of shit there. All right. So, oh, and I forgot to mention this to you, Rob. So, and into the chat. So, like I said, we vote on every other one. So, Rob, you okay. will be taking this second headline first of most likely upset, and then we'll vote on the next one. So, just a little bit of um, description for this one. Obviously, we're still talking about the title fight. So, who do you think will be dethroned of those three title fights? So, you can kind of rattle off which ones you think are going to potentially lose their belt this Saturday. So, Rob, you got one minute again. You ready? All right, here we go, starting now. So I'll go to that comment event. I think the PT was right. It's it's probably a best-matched fight on the card. Rose is an underdog, but I think she's a, a very live dog in this fight. Uh, Wei Li Zhang is coming off that really... I mean, it was the, probably the best fight in women's MMA history, one of the best fights ever in the UFC. And you never know how fighters are going to react coming back from that one. So this is a real chance for Rose to go in here, who's coming off a good win against Jessica Andrade. I think it was a split decision, but I was pretty confident she won that one. Uh, it was also a fight that she avenged. So Rose, who was excellent everywhere, as is Wei Li Zhang. I mean, she can come in here, she can strike with her, she can work her wrestling. I think I think Rose is a good bet here to, to get a win. I think... Um, yeah, the other two, I'm not quite sure of, but I think this is the one. I think if you want to make a bet on this card, Rose Namajunas as an underdog in this fight, I'd go for that one. Yeah, I'd go for that one. Nice. Five seconds to spare. Oh <laughs> you don't. You never have to use the full minute. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Pizzi, are you ready? No. All right, well, too bad. We are moving along. You got one minute. Who do you think is going to be dethroned of these three title fights this weekend? You got one minute starting now i agree with rob right if like i mean if i had to pick one it would certainly be rose namayunas to dethrone Zhang. but i'll make an argument for the purpose of competition that jessica and 
can beat Valentina Shevchenko. And look, I don't think it's going to happen, but she's a four-to-one dog, right? And and I think if you look at the people she's taken on in these title fights, I'm just looking at them here. Jennifer Moya, Caitlin Chukagian, Liz Carmouche, Jessica Oi, and of course, Joanna and Jacek. Was that the inaugural title fight? I think it might have been. Mm. But the thing that Jessica has that none of these guys have, Jessica Andrade, that is, is she has one stop, one shot stopping power. Like without a doubt, whether it's slams, whether it's it's a big overhand right, she has the power to end a contest with one shot. And I think that's what makes her very dangerous here. Ten Look, seconds. I think Valentina is going to be looking at the Joanna fight with Jessica Andrade. I think Joanna handled her better than anyone, just jabbed the face off her. She'll probably go that route, but Andrade does have that power. She has a puncher's chance, but I still agree with Rob. In case you clipped this, I still agree with Rob. To be honest, though, BT, I. To be honest, I don't think it's a bad shout, that one. I mean, like, all the fighters who have come against Valentina so far have been kind of, in terms of striking anyway, a bit pitter-pattery. Like, they're not going to knock you out. So, at least this is something different with Andrade. Like, she showed against Rose, who was also a very technical fighter, that she has that kind of, not one-shot power because it wasn't a punch, but it was a slam. She showed that she can't finish the fight, and we've seen it throughout her career. So, to be honest, I wouldn't be overly surprised if she could get something done here. I wouldn't pick it now, but, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but it's like people forget the last round she had with Rose Namajunas because she was, that was yeah. a tough last round she gave Namajunas, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I, I think I think she's she might be capable of doing something really cool, but I, I just have a good feeling for Rose for this fight. I, I don't know why. Mm, me I mean, when it was announced, I was like, I think I was favoring Wiley, but the closer we get, I just feel... Rose is in a really free state of mind, and I think that's when she does her best work. I agree. Nice. All right, y'all, moving on to the third headline, and this is one we will actually be voting on. So, chat, who should take this Colby is next, question mark, headline. So put Rob, put Pizzi in the chat right now. I'll kind of read up about it, and then we will go to the voting. So, in a recent interview, Dana said that Colby Covington will be next for the title. Do you agree or disagree with this statement and prediction? So, kind of talking about that. Is Colby going to be the next one for the title? Let's go to the chat. Jason, you're getting a vote. So, if you could uh, type your response out right now, we could, <laughs> we'll read it out to you. Um, ooh. Rob, I don't know if you've got as many friends in the chat as PT does this week. This is unbelievable. I don't know, man. Family. The Carroll family it. out in force. <laughs> Robbie trolls, Knuckles. Robbie you Knuckles. the dissident? If you have, I've got one of those farms like the Saudi King does. They all just get <laughs> comments and make sure I win. They were off on holidays for the last few weeks. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I think they're coming in slow, but I think PT is, is taking this one again. So, Rob, I am sorry, man. I would say it's because you're Irish, but that excuse doesn't work today. So, uh, so Pizzi, you got one minute on your thoughts. Is Colby next for the title? Are you ready? Yes. All right. One minute starting now. Well, here's the thing. I get it. I get it that Colby Covington has better storylines with Usman, better storylines with Masvidal. So from a business point of view, I think a lot more casual eyes tune in if Colby is fighting either one of these guys, whoever comes away with the title, definitely. But Leon Edwards got... Look, I mean, what? how are you doing this to Leon Edwards? Leon Edwards is about to fight the biggest fight of his life against Nate Diaz. He's going to bring all these eyeballs to the fight. He could have the performance of a lifetime against one of the biggest stars in the UFC. And then they're just like, oh, you're going to have to... 
Got to wait for Colby to, to fight whoever wins UFC 261. I think that's bullshit. I, I don't know how what this guy has to do to get this fight. And I think Colby's playing the UFC because he's been asked to fight numerous times since his last outing. And he just said no. So you're setting a precedent now. You're going to tell every fighter that's right there at the top of a division who's already lost to the champion, just sit it out and you'll get a shot again. I don't like it. Mm. All right. Love the passion behind that one. All right, Rob. Free Leon. <laughs> free, free Leon. <laughs> free Leon. All right, Rob. You got one minute. Same topic. What are your thoughts on Colby Covington maybe being next for the title? Do you agree or disagree? One minute starting now. PT was like, he was, you were fairly convincing, PT. I'll give you that. But I don't mind it. I mean, Colby, he beat Tyron Woodley, you know. We're not going to really write home about that one, but he beat him. He came back. The fight against Kamara Usman, it was a great fight. People want to see it again. And it was close. Like, it was probably down to that last round. So I don't mind it, but, you know, I do agree that there's, there's some other guys out there that are probably a little bit more deserving, like even Wonderboy, who's on a two fight win streak now. And um, he's matched as well. I can't remember who's matched against, but he is matched. And if he wins that one, that's a three fight win streak. And he's been waiting for a title fight for a long time. And as you said, Leon is a great option. The only problem with these guys who are matched, at least Colby isn't, if Usman does win, win impressively and comes out unscathed, you have a ready-made contender there. The only thing I will say is I wouldn't believe a word that Data White says. So even though he said this, it doesn't matter. Like, just scratch that from the record. doesn't really matter. <laughs> He's right, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Cannot... But, I mean, if Leon comes in, right, and he finishes Nate Diaz and it's not a it's not a cut like I mean I know this is this is yeah. pretty crazy talk given who Nate Diaz is. <laughs> but I'm just saying hypothetically if Leon came in and smoked Nate Diaz like what was what was that fight for then mm. why why did you do that fight if you weren't going to put him in a title situation if he has a hugely impressive win like it makes mm. no sense because the reason I thought they made this fight was First of all, they want Nate Diaz at play. They probably don't want to pay him as much as he wants, but they want him at play. They want him on UFC events so people will tune in mm-hmm. and buy it. So he says, I want a fight that's going to put me directly into the title conversation. So they give him Leon Edwards, which makes sense. Leon's a top guy in the division. So what does Leon get from it? He fights one of the biggest names in the UFC, gets the opportunity to make an impression, therefore generate eyeballs, generate interest in his story, so he can go on and fight for the fucking title. So what what are we doing now? We're just going to sit him out for another year and a half if he wins this fight? Because we can do this all day long. What if Colby wins the title? It's going to be an Usman rematch. It's going to be a Masvidal rematch. Then, oh, Masvidal or Usman's back in the scene. It's just, I don't know. It's annoying me. Yeah, it's quite logjam, isn't it? I mean, like, this is a perfect matchup. The, the Diaz one to get Leon the title fight. Because really, the only thing he's missing, it's not wins. He has wins. and He has plenty of them. It's the name. It's somebody that he can say, like, even though Nate Diaz isn't the most credentialed guy in the world, it's somebody you can say, I beat this huge name and it's going to catapult me into this title fight. So I do agree. I, I mean, even Nate Diaz, like, I don't think he should get a title fight coming off it. But if you beat Leon Edwards, who rightfully should be in there, I mean, you can make the argument for him as well. So it's kind of log jammed up there. And I don't like the fact that people are waiting out like Colby, but... um. I mean, I'd watch all them fights. They're all they're all very good fights, to be honest. I don't mm. think it's going to be as easy to negotiate with Jorge Masvidal as people kind of make it out to be. No. Like, we even know, right, they made this fight 
They tried to make it last year, didn't happen. In the end, they had to extend them a big bump in pay to get them to step up on a week's notice. They wanted to do the ultimate fighter with these two guys, but they couldn't pay Masvidal enough. Mm -hmm. So what do you think is going to happen if he becomes the champion? He's the BMF. He's the welterweight champion. Oh, will you fight Colby Covington, a guy you hate, and give him one of the biggest paydays of his life? Maybe he's going to think, you know what? Fuck him. And what are you going to do then? Yeah, that's that is a big issue. I think he's going straight for the the money fights, whatever those money fights Canelo. are. Same thing Canelo, as he yeah. after the BMF thing, and everyone be like, "Well, we loved you up until right now." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think people are turning on him already, but yeah, he won uh... me back. He won me back with that Helwani interview. I have to say because that was good. I think I think everybody was just like, like why? I don't like. Fighters, politics, it's a constant thing that's being brought up. In fact, it's, it was used to sell the biggest pay-per-view of all time in the UFC. Habib Nurmagomedov, uh, Conor McGregor, the culture clash there. That was huge. They also used it recently, Tyron Woodley v. Colby Covington. Crazy shit was said in the lead-up mm. to that fight. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm, For I'm me, though, it wasn't, it wasn't even the politics stuff. Like, I couldn't really care less, whatever. Like, half of the ufc roster of half i mean 90 percent of the ufc roster swings a certain way politically but it was more so like he was talking about how he wanted to fight everybody he wanted to finish everybody baptize everybody and then it seemed like he was picking and choosing fights and i know that's the smart thing to do and i don't care about that like do that because it's good for your career but in terms of what he was representing before the ben Askren fight specifically it kind of changed, it kind of flipped. So I think that's why a lot of fans maybe were turned off by him. But that interview was good. He, he didn't make a good account of himself. So let's see what happens. Reminded, he kind of reminded me like, oh, this is why I love this guy. Because yes. when it comes to the fight game, he doesn't fuck around. I mean, mm -hmm. he, he is going to go in there and try to take this guy's head off. And that's that's what we all want to see. We all want to see Jorge Masvidal kind of fulfilling this prophecy laid out ahead of the Darren Till fight. I interviewed him in London. Um, mm -hmm. You know, he, he basically laid this all out and we were all going... Yeah, all right, but Dill's gonna knock you out <laughs> on Saturday. So, what <laughs> and then that's that's the story, though. Like, so many fighters get upset when you pick the other guy, but they don't see the other side of that. If you go out there and you do what Masvidal did against Till, and then suddenly the world has taken notice, and then you parlay that into a fight with Ben Askren, and you do that to Ben Askren, and then it becomes this thing. Like, where in the fuck did Jorge Masvidal come from? And yeah. why do is all I want to do is just watch the guy fight now. Like, that's the flip side of being the underdog. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good rants. I like it. We are moving on now to everyone's favorite yeah, topic. One championship. Oh, why didn't you put it first on the list? Lads, vote PT. Yeah. <laughs> Keep the trend going. Come on. Actually, no, oh. wait, Rob. This You, you start oh, this my... one. This is the, this oh, is the off vote one. So tell me, Dory. You... This, we're not voting for this one. Rob is uh, getting to take it for the team. So, yep, okay. we got the. Uh, we'll vote on the next one. So maybe maybe we'll uh, get some redemption there. But yes, so we got the headline of Lineker versus Worthen. So after two really what? <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> All right, after two really high profile cards in a row for one's debut on TNT, Lineker versus Worthen is the headliner this week. Is this good enough? So that's what we're talking about. Rob, give us your most uh, in-depth <laughs> and concise thoughts for a minute. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, one minute, man, starting now. 
So KSW60, that goes down this weekend, doesn't it? So, um, oh, no, I'm only joking. Um, yeah, it's, no, I don't, it's a good fight in terms of the, the Lineker fight, in terms of, like, uh, action, because Lineker is that type of guy. And the other guy's a bit of a finisher, too. I haven't seen a whole lot of him. I had to watch some highlights, if I'm honest, before the show. But, I mean, is it good enough in terms of, like, are you going to draw in ratings with this? I think definitely not, because if you look at the ratings that one has done with their last couple of shows, they haven't been good. And they had some, I wouldn't say stars, but some big names like Demetrius was on that, Eddie Alvarez was on them cards. So with John Lineker, who, you know, he's a fun fighter for the hardcore fans. I don't think you're bringing in many UFC fans with that fight. You're also not going to bring in too many casual fans. But what I will say is it probably will be a good fight. It probably will be a fun fight. But in terms of like you being on like this network or whatever cable, whatever it is in the States, I don't, I don't think it's the best main event you could do. Nice. All right. Peasy, give us, give us your minute thought <laughs> on your favorite promotion. Is this headline Lineker versus Worthen? Is it good enough for one? No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you got, that was your short answer. You got one minute starting now. Yeah, I, I don't like. I'm not staying up to watch this fight. I'm. I did the first week, but it just it filled me with such resentment that I, I just don't want to really watch. I don't want to stay up till five o'clock in the morning to watch this stuff anymore. Um, me and Rob were talking about this before we came on air, and we're MMA guys, right? But we know more about the guys in the Muay Thai fight on this <laughs> card, Holson and um. Who was it? John Empire. John Empire. <laughs> then we do uh, the, about Lineker and who is it? Worthen. And it's look, they had so much momentum going into that first week. I think we all wanted them to succeed. We all wanted them to knock it out of park. But it's it was just tough going. It was tough going. Like I'm, I'm even seconds. on the one broadcast, they talk about how great the promotion is constantly. Like we know you work for them. Like, you know, you don't have to... MMA on point is great. It's the greatest show in the world. It doesn't really mean the same thing when the guys who work there say it. And and it's just... Like, it, it kind of insults my intelligence a bit from a guy who's watching this for so long. Like, what, like what are you tell? They kind of framed it around, oh, these UFC guys are coming over and they're having a, a tough time. That's literally the, the bed they played at the start yeah. of the thing. And you're like, why aren't you... When are you going to explain that they're competing in a division heavier than they're used to? These guys are a stone heavier than their usual opponents. Not a word about that after the Mariah's knockout of um, Demetrius Johnson. So, yeah, can't wait for it, lads. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that much from you, PT, but well done. <laughs> I hit a roll there. It's yeah, kind of like yeah. when you're having the runs and you're on the bog. And you're like, it's over now. It it's got to be over yeah. now. And then just, oop, you're going to stand up and it <laughs> keeps coming. But do you get that, what I'm saying? Like, when, they, when they're yeah. talking about how great it is, you're like, mate, like these... If you're watching fucking one championship, you like MMA. You yeah, know the score. You know yeah. the lay of the land. Like, why do you keep mm -hmm. telling us it's the best thing in the world and these UFC guys can't hang with our guys? Like, the framing of it is just a bit artificial to me sometimes. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because they have a lot of good fighters. And some of the fights are really good, but Brilliant. everything around it isn't the best, you know? But they still have 7 trillion viewers a week. So, I mean, they oh, don't yeah, care yeah. if I'm not watching. They don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, PC, you uh, you got into that answer. I like it. All right. Moving on to our final Kumite. We are voting on this one. So last chance, put your vote in the chat. Should Rob take it? He has not been getting as much love from you guys. So 
Should it's he okay. should he get it's some okay. redemption? He, he he says it's fine, but so vote for Rob or Pizzi. Who should take it first? We got the headline: Pettis in PFL. So Anthony Pettis. Hey, Rob just texted me on the slide. He said it wasn't fine. So make sure you vote for him. <laughs> so Anthony Pettis is making his debut for PFL this weekend in their lightweight tournament. How do you like his chances to win the million dollar prize? So that is what we are talking about. Let's dive over to the chat. Yeah. Four for Rob already. I don't see him. Oh, one for PT. So let's look. Dude was like, come on, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Rob, I think you're gonna you're gonna start off the end for us. So what are your thoughts on Pettis and PFL? What do you think his chances are to win this prize? You got one minute starting now. Um, I feel like that was a pity vote, but whatever. Um <laughs> Yeah, I I do like his chances. I mean, one thing that he does have coming into this, and I mean, his his last couple of fights in the UFC weren't bad. He actually looked really good in his last one. And one thing he does have is the big fight experience on that big stage, which a lot of the PFL guys won't have. I mean, I know there are a lot of ex-UFC guys there. He's fighting Clay Collard, isn't it? Or mm-hmm. I think it's Clay Collard who, um, who was boxing a lot. He was on a few big boxing cards recently. And I know some of those guys are there, but in terms of like what Pettis has done in his career, he's seen this. This is this is nothing to him in terms of the platform. So he has that, and he's on a good run. And I mean, look at the the roster of guys there in the PFL, uh, the lightweights. I, I think most of them are beatable. You have the champion from from last season coming back, and uh, Nathan Schultz. So that could be an interesting one. But in terms of like Marcy and Held could be tough for Pettis just because he could take them down. But the rest of the guys, I think they're all beatable. So I think he's going to do well. Nice. All right. Pizzi, thoughts on Pettis and PFL. What are his chances on winning? You got one minute starting now. I actually love this card. So I don't want you to think I'm hating against smaller organizations in the UFC. <laughs> I love PFL. But like, look, this is their kind of season opener too. So one had a... A good season opener on paper, so <laughs> all right, let's just calm down and wait to see what happens. Um, I will say one thing: I love Anthony Pettis. I love watching him for a long time, but I think the matchup here against uh, Cassius Clay Collard is not really going to show us his best, like as in the most attractive way he can fight, because Collard's such a good boxer now. Like this guy is really competing in boxing, unbelievable record, and. We want to see Pettis strike, but I guarantee you against a guy like Collard, he's taking him down because he's a wizard on the ground too. So that's the one thing I will say. But I really want to say, I cannot wait for Brendan Lachlan's tournament debut Mm. in PFL. He's had two fights or three fights so far, all wins. This is something that the UK and Irish MMA fans have been waiting for for a long time. He's fighting Shaman Marais at the top of the prelim card, and I cannot wait for that. I am going to be watching live. Ooh, live, you say. Live. (laughs) (laughs) Well, cool, guys. Well, that officially concludes the Kumite Crunch. We're going to jump to general chat now, so if you guys have any questions, statements, hot takes... Sure, we could, if we want to, yeah, we we'll see if we can get to that topic. But uh, we do have a few super chats that I want to get to real quick. I wanted to wait till after the uh, the Kumite. So thanks for being patient, guys. But the first one we have is five dollars from James. I'm a day. I always I recognize your name and good to see you again, but I never know how to say that last name. But gave us five dollars. Said we have live fans at a hundred dollars in an arena in the USA again. I'm so excited. Also, Uriah Hall versus Chris Weidman, fight of the night. Do you guys have any uh, thoughts on that being fight of the night? 
Yeah. I don't think it really <laughs> <laughs> That reaction. No, I, 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 Chris Wyman and Uriah Hall, and on their best day, are unbelievable fighters. Mm. Um, but I think just the matchup itself, I think it's going to have an emphatic winner, to be honest, because I think it's either going to be Chris Weidman submitting Uriah Hall or Uriah Hall KOing Chris Weidman. So I don't know if it's going to be the contest um, that we want, like in terms of a back and forth, a, a flowing fight. I think someone's going to have a serious advantage depending on where the fight is played out. So for that reason, I disagree, but you have every right to be excited about that. It's a good fight. Yeah, I mean, like it has potential to be good. Like Uriah Hall is, as you said, is a fun fighter. Chris Weidman can be a fun fighter if he wants to be. But I do think it's going to be a clash of styles. I think you're going to have Weidman looking for takedowns, Hall trying to defend those and land his shots. I just think those three title fights, especially the Whaley and Rose one, and even the main event, depending on how it goes, they're definitely the fights that you should be looking at as fight of the night, for me anyway. And then there are some fights lower down the card. But we'll see. Sorry. In terms of fight of the night, there, there could be ones. I mean, the the Smith-Crew fight could be all right. Could be all right. Yeah, cool. like in fairness, like I was giving this card a bit of shit outside of those three top fights, but I mean, it could be it could be worse. You know, like the, these are at least guys we know we we have we've consumed their careers to a certain degree. Like we do have skin in the game, right? And that's important at three a.m. Believe me, it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on through the super chats, we've got a ten dollar one from Arlen Jenkins. Thank you so much. They said, finally get to donate. Anyways, looking for Zhang to kill Rose. So we kind of we kind of touched on that. So you guys want to give some more thoughts on yeah. uh, that title matchup? I think this sentiment, right, his, has been shaped by this article that came out with the Lithuanian outlet. And look, when you look at that article and you take that at face value, yeah, like I completely understand that it's not the most politically correct thing that she said there about Zhang Wei Li, or at least they framed it that way that she's talking about uh, Zhang Wei Li. But when she later explained this on uh, in her interview with Helwani, she talked about the fact that she finds a motivation inside herself by looking at the struggle the Lithuanian people had under the Soviet Union. And she cited a documentary called The Other Dream Team. And you should watch it because I, I educated myself. I went off and watched it. And basically, she said on Helwani's show, like, I wasn't trying to direct, like, a vendetta towards Wiley Zhang. I was trying to say that I am motivated by seeing that struggle. And, of course, Zhang comes from a, a communist nation. We, we know that in China. And uh, she was drawing par- parallels between that. But I think she's gone out of her way to clarify what she said. She has a lot of respect for Zhang. It, it's just, like, we, we need to start really, like, thinking about how we consume things because... When she fought Joanna the first time, this person won over the whole fan base because they could relate to her in terms of humanity and sensitivity. Joanna was the bully, right? That's the way they were trying to shape it. Look at this bully coming after this this uh, sensitive girl. And then she goes off, she becomes a star, and, and one interview is going to turn her into a villain? Come on. I, I don't buy that. I think she's a very nice person. I think... um. You know, we all saw before the Jessica Andrade knockout. Um, Andrade gave her a rose. And then, mm. of course, we know what happened in the fight. She gets slammed in her head. I think she's very calculated in terms of giving herself some drive, 
giving ourselves some motivation to compete with these people. We can't be friends with these people. And I think that's what that's about. I think she's looking at the struggle Lithuania had with the Soviet Union and, and, and her direct members of her family died because of that. And she's trying to find some motivation out of that. That's the way I read it. I just don't buy that she goes from this, uh, the personification of sensitivity, humanity in the Ioana Foy to this villain now. I, I don't buy that for a second. I, yeah, I think you're right. I think it was a bit misplaced in terms of like who she's, I mean, who she's fighting and when she said the comment. But I agree that she seems like the type that needs to get up for a fight. And this is one way that she'll get up for it. Not that she's trying to compare Wei Li Zhang or try blame her for like communist China. But I think, you know, if you make the comparison with like Cowboy Cerrone, who for him personally, he likes to be friends with the guy. He doesn't really like there to be a rivalry. And that's been well documented. But then there's other fighters who they like to have some kind of animosity or maybe animosity is the wrong word, but like some kind of motivation to beat them. And this is just her way of finding it because there's no, I guess there's no other way to find it against Wei Li Zhang, who's a, a very nice human as well. So I don't take too much. I don't like blame her too much for the comments. I, As you said, I haven't watched the documentary. I must check it out. I've read like the struggle that the Lithuanian people had. And of course that was awful. But in terms of like the way the article was structured, you know, it, it seemed like it was directly yeah. said about her when it didn't seem to be, you know, it was, there was kind of a bit of a, a miscommunication there, maybe intentional. I don't know, but yeah, she's definitely not the villain. I wouldn't call but her the, a villain. The, Rob, this is one thing I was thinking about and I know it's heavier. Right? I know the, the political stuff, when you bring that stuff in, it's a lot heavier than a personal insult and stuff like mm. this. But I can remember, did you watch the last dance? Yes. So there's a part in The Last Dance, I think it's episode six, and there's a citation to a game that Jordan played maybe in 1990 or something, where he came into the dressing room afterwards and he said to everyone there, he said, that guy, he had a great game and he said to me after a nice game. And yeah. this fueled the whole series then. Jordan went out, played amazing, you know, for the next, win, wins whatever series it was anyway, and plays phenomenally. And then afterwards, the, he's in front of the media and they say, you know, was this all because of that nice game comment? And he said, oh, I made that up. I made that up to drive everyone around me and to drive myself to victory in this fight. And everyone yeah, was like, yeah. every media member there is like, yeah, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's why he's the greatest. Yeah, I, I think it was something like that. I think I don't like I'm not trying to say that Rose made up an emotion that she has. Um, based on Lithuania's struggle with the Soviet Union. I, I 100% believe that's true. I, I 100% believe that's a true sentiment. But I think where things got confused is where she's drawing parallels between Wiley uh, and that situation. I think that's yeah. where... And look, it's a, it's, a tough, it's a tough parallel to make too. <laughs> like, it's not an obvious connection there for me. That's why I'm like, this feels a bit... It feels a bit harsh people saying like look at this absolute psychopath rose namiunas now because i just don't i don't get that vibe offer at all that documentary was like, like a case study in like sports psychology or something the, and, the and last genius, dance a genius of sports psychology exactly and i mean if you watch that documentary you will come out and realize that these guys and girls are wired completely different than all of us i, I assume maybe there's one guy in the chat who's an absolute psycho who's uh who's wired like them but it is true they're wired completely like michael jordan used to like bet with people just so he could win he just wanted to win games he wanted to win 
bets. So I used to play poker and cards and stuff on planes just to get that satisfaction of winning. Uh, they're just wired differently. So I can definitely see a similar comparison to Rose, not compared it to Michael Jordan, obviously, but, you know, similar mindset of, yeah, trying to, yeah, exactly. It's funny you say about Jordan, like betting just so he can try and win. If you looked at my recent bets on Paddy Power, I think they'd think I was betting just to lose. Interesting you say that. <laughs> That's usually the case, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> All right, we got a few more super chats to get through. Uh, Brian Young, good to see you as always. Four ninety nine said, "Still waiting for you, Lawton," and that's in reference to Kumite. So maybe Jason, <laughs> if you're still here, maybe we could. Uh, yeah, let's let's talk about the topics next week. Maybe next week, <laughs> maybe next week, one topic, not all of them. Maybe one of them that I can maybe prep a little on. I'll, I'll give a I'll give a little take in the Kumite section. We'll we'll make it happen, Brian. We appreciate your uh, super chat. Uh, Arlen Jenkins, who asked or who said the Zang to kill Rose comment, gave us another five dollars. So thank you again, and said just to clear it up, I've never liked Rose. It could be anyone beating her. I'd still be happy. So Arlen really just that's what you're talking about because I felt like we would have to talk about that at some point. Sorry, so I'm not. I shouldn't have said that. I didn't want to say that you directly think that, but I said there was a lot of sentiment going around, which I think there is. And if you hate Rose, you do what you want, baby. So we you need emotion in the fight game, right? Like that's another thing. Like yeah, like it's just this whole thing of people like Rose stepped over the line. They sold the whole fucking Omega Madoff v McGregor fight on McGregor calling a backwards. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday yeah. being an abbreviation for another word that we can only say in Ireland and the UK. You guys in America very upset, but <laughs> you know, and, and and Woodley and and Colby like Colby was like saying crazy shit after that fight it was absolutely insane and then the like Rose of Lithuanian descent didn't like the Soviet Union what <laughs> All right, because she clarified oh. the fucking comment like it's not like it's not like people like she's left it out there in the air I said what I said deal with it Deal with it, Jang. I said what I said. She said, I definitely wasn't talking about her. And people just disregard it. La, la, la. la. I have to write this tweet because it's very upset. You know, bullshit. I'm very angry and I have to get my point across. But awesome, Arlen. Thank you for your super chats and thanks for uh, giving us a topic to talk about. We got one more super chat for now. We got Alberto Martinez, $5. Thank you so much. There's a few thoughts in this one. So uh, first one is Marty Snoozman beats Street Jesus. <laughs> And then what do you think about Leon Love disrespecting T-Wood? Also, loved De La Hoya commenting, LOL. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, this man's a legend. This, give him back his this money. Is PT's, this is Petey's topic. All right, first one. Give, it, give him to me slowly here, Lawton. What's the first one? We got Marty Snoozman beats Street Jesus. You know, yeah. you'd have to go. I think the, the safe money's on Marty Snoozman. My favorite Colby name for Usman is... Marty Fake Newsman, though. I think that's the best one. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah, rolls off the The first time I heard that, <laughs> I nearly pissed myself laughing. I thought it was unbelievable. And I'm not even a Colby fan, so that'll show you how hard that one hit. And uh, give me the real juice. This is the next question. So I'm yeah. really excited about these ones. Uh, so I think there might be a typo here. It said, what do you think about J. Leon Love disrespecting T. Wood? I think he just meant Leon Love. Yeah. I think that's it's his Jay name, Leon. all right. Yeah, it's J. Leon, yeah. J. Leon yeah, Love um, disrespecting T. Wood. So that's a second yeah. thought. I, I didn't like that, right? But I kind of did because <laughs> <laughs> this whole event was like, it was like, what am I watching? But why can't I stop watching it? Um, 
as I said to the lads beforehand, I've never been so exhausted by asses in my life. I've never been like, that's enough for me for the next year. It was a type of broadcast that if I was watching it when I was 14 and my ma walked into the room, I'd have to change the channel. I felt weird watching it. It was yeah. just, it was kind of a concert for a long time, but the, the kind of Twilight Zone that it felt like it was in was kind of, well, I've got to have to keep watching this. Um, Tyron Woodley needs a segue into that game. We've already seen him on ESPN trying to get that fight with Jake Paul and that conversation with that dude who was like, what do you know about boxing gloves? That's after getting really the MMA community up in arms. So look, I hope, <laughs> I hope Woodley goes and gets his payday. This is this is what it's about at the end of the day. And finally, Oscar De La Hoya. Oh my God. That could have been a... They could have... They could have built that. They could have been like, Oscar De La Hoya is going to come on <laughs> exceptionally intoxicated and try to give fighters advice from the commentary booth, just basically scream at them. I felt like someone was holding up a piece of paper that was sitting beside Oscar at one stage that said, stop, just stop talking, please. You're on TV. And he was just too blinkered, just wanted to see what was going on. Thought he was nailing it because everybody's doing that like awkward laugh beside him. Everyone's like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, keep going. He's like screaming advice at Frank Mir. Absolutely ridiculous, but what a beautiful car crash to watch. I mean, absolutely <laughs> captivating stuff. I mean, this fella's due to fight in July. And mm. it, it's insane. I don't know, you know what's happened to boxing, but... Do you know what's mad about the whole broadcast? I wonder, like, do you ever watch like a really, like really terrible film? Like Troll 2 or like The Room or something? And those people were trying to make a good film. Like they, they were trying very hard. I wonder if this whole production was, they are trying to put on a good show. Or they were just like, you know what? Fuck it, let's just go mental. And we know it's like terrible. Every, I wonder. I feel like everyone involved was highly intoxicated. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I don't I wouldn't rule it out that Jake Paul had a few drinks before he went out there. Like, I mean, everybody like... Drinks. I've never been like... I just I can remember the next day I tweeted Loboff v Jake Paul, which I still think is absolutely the fight awesome. to make. Yeah, that's good. I, yeah. I love it. Um Jake Paul's not gonna fight someone that can beat it. Like, you know, in theory, he has to think he can beat the guy. So yeah. the pick for Loboff is he's gonna look at Loboff's size and just be like, This guy can't do it. And he has an even record in MMA. Ben Askren has uh, a way better record and I beat him so that's why I think it's actually a possibility with Artem and he is our icon he is the GOAT <laughs> so I think that plays into the MMA sort of things as well that's what I went for but somebody wrote back and, and said to me like only children and teenagers are watching that if I caught a child watching that broadcast I'd send them to the church to be exercised you hear me I I don't know, but the world has just changed since I was a teenager, obviously, because Jesus Christ. I mean, it but, felt like one of Snoop Dogg's, Snoop Dogg's old uh, videos that he used to do, all them doggy style ones, basically porn. That's what I yeah, thought it was. Yeah, yeah. But I, I made the, the comparison before we went onto this chat that it was like old pro wrestling, like WWF in the like 90s, because you're watching it as a whatever, I don't know what age, I was like whatever, 10 or something less than that. And like, there's just, boobs and ass and everything everywhere and your parents don't know they don't know they're just like oh it's wrestling it's fake and you're there like oh my god like 10 year olds and it's yeah that's what it reminded me of like pro wrestling back in the 90s it was insane you can just imagine big groups of men getting together across the u.s to watch this and just 
<laughs> good for the first 10 minutes. This is weird. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, All right. Lord. So we are Glad officially. We got that out of our system. Glad we got that out of our system. Like, yes, I promise yeah. to Jake. We got the Jake Paul out of the system, so we're good there. But all right, so we are officially caught up on Super Chats. If anyone has some more topics um, they want to talk about, you don't have to Super Chat us. We do appreciate the Super Chats, and we kind of make sure we take care of those. But we are still on the air for another 40, 45 more minutes. So if you guys have topics, and Rob, Pizzi, if you guys have a topic you want to go off the cuff right now for, feel free to. I'm trying to go through the the chat right now. I want to ask Rob a question because he brought this up Mm -hmm. earlier. Um, and I'm not, I'm usually really up on this stuff, but I'm not this week. KSW60, Rob, why are you interested in this fight card? Mainly, to be honest, mainly just the main event. Uh, like, Phil DeFreeze has had a really interesting career. Like, post, like, UFC was, it was meh. You know, he, he had, what, three, three losses, two wins, something yeah. like that. Got released. Then the early part of his career after the UFC, I thought he was kind of done. I was like, ah, you know he has a few losses now and against lower level guys but then he goes on this crazy run wins the heavyweight title and kind of at a similar time you have Narkoon fighting Kaladov who's probably I mean KS historically at least KSW's biggest guy in terms of popularity and probably their best fighter too but he could say Pudzianowski or something uh, in Poland would be a rival but not in terms of talent so I like the rematch I, I thought the first fight was good it was pure domination but I mean, the size difference wasn't that prevalent to me. I thought it would have been bigger. So I, I like the rematch. I like to see what Narcoon can do after, well, he has two wins now in a row, two submissions. So, yeah, I like the main event. That's what's the killer for me, though. Because, like, I mean, so many people were open arms, right? Usman v. Masvidal, why are we doing it again? If you thought that was one-sided, you should have watched the first time Phil DeFreeze got his hands on Thomas Narcoon. Mm. Like, uh, I, again, I love, I, I completely mirror your sentiment in terms of Phil DeFreeze. I think he's one of the most amazing stories of resurgence in the history of UK MMA. Mm. And, and it's not like he's going in there and, and, you know, competing. He's beating all of these Polish monsters, man. Mm. He's destroying guys. And, um, you know, I think the problem with KSW at the moment is they're finding it hard to book competitive matches for Phil DeFreeze. And that this booking just kind of said that to me when i saw it i was like wow sure like that that's where we are now look and i love ksw believe me i i i, I love the events so much i don't miss them I'll, I'll definitely be watching but um yeah that that's the one thing i'd have to say um that kind of is going against me getting really hyped for the fight and obviously we have zielkowski um fighting for the lightweight title for defending this is his first defense mm-hmm. is it of the lightweight so, title yeah. yeah so i mean they have that boxer who's come across. You have Alexander Illich. It is a it is a very good fight, but I don't know. Like I'm just finding it hard to get up for the main event, and I, I usually am absolutely psyched for the KSW main events. You know? Yeah, I know what you mean. I I I like Narcoon. I think as well. Like we've seen men, we've seen rematches completely flip on their head before. It's yeah. not often, but we've seen it. And, you know, heavyweight, anything can happen. The problem with heavyweight in general, not just with KSW, just across the world in every promotion, it's just, just not that many quality heavyweights. So it's, it is difficult to find them good matchups. At least Narcoon is a good fighter and he's got to try something dif- different, hopefully, this time. So it's definitely one to watch. Definitely catch it, for sure, if you are if you don't usually watch KSW, if you're in the chat. Yeah. Give, it a, give it a look. Why don't they bring in someone from boxing like Frank Mir? 
I didn't actually see that fight. Boxer I skipped that one. Yeah, I know. I didn't see well, that, that one. That was the one where Oscar was given his amazing yeah. commentating boot, uh, com- commentary boot yeah. voice. So, I mean, that I was the main event for a lot of people, including this guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a comment. I saw, I recognize his name. I just want to draw attention. So, Reese McMillan, uh, remember your name, said, I was in the chat a few weeks back when Robin Pizzi were doing the show together. I asked about Dean Barry, and he got a fight in Titan, and I want to see what y'all think about it. So do you got very confused. Very, very confused. I mean, are you with me on this, Rob? This is a, a yeah. weird one. What I actually there? haven't I haven't seen like I believe you because someone said this to me on the phone uh, a couple of weeks ago that that um Dean Barry was in fact fighting on Titan now rather than the UFC. I don't know how the hell that happened. Like I yeah. like if you've signed for the UFC, I don't know why the hell you would be having a fight elsewhere. And I mean I, I'm very confused by that. I don't really have a relationship with Dean where I could just hit him up and, and have a chat with him. I, 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 like, I know him. He's a nice guy, but I, mm. I don't have that kind of rapport with him as of yet. So um, I don't know. I actually, someone rang me about this a couple of weeks ago and said this was happening. And I was like, that's not happening. But um, if you're saying it's that... happening, it must be happening. It's. I mean, it says on, uh, you can't always trust it, but it says on Topology that the, yeah. you know, the fight is on. And then it says on the Mike Jackson fight, Barry withdrew. I don't know. I, I didn't see anything on it. I mean, it's it's really strange. Is is a Titan one of these promotions that is on Fight Pass? Would it be like a UFC? Do you remember Darren Stewart and Bartos Fabinski fought mm. on Cage Warriors at the very start yeah, of the Yeah, that's pandemic? what I mean. I wonder if it's one of those. I think it's but on Fight Pass, isn't it? it? But I don't get it because Barry's fought for UAE Warriors, like, I mean, and stuff like that. Like, I, I thought he would have naturally been fighting on Fight Island for his debut, you know? Yeah, uh, especially when Connor was fighting, I was like, "This makes perfect sense." Shit, like we've known about this since around Christmas time, haven't we? Like, yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't remember. Like, I mean, very strange and worrying a little bit for me, to be mm. honest, because I don't understand how how that's happened. No, me neither. Titan, it's very strange. Titan is on Fight Pass, by the way. I just looked it up. So, yeah. Well, that's maybe it's one of those situation, like Rob mentioned, like where the UFC have allowed him to take this fight because for some reason. I, yeah. But that's the problem. What what could possibly be the reason? I don't. Titan's a US promotion, right? Yeah. I think, so I, I assume. Yeah. yeah. So he's going to the US. There's no visa issue if he's going to the US to fight. That's weird as shit, boys. Yeah. That like I weird. I have never heard of anything like that in my life. So I'll do my best to try and find out for you, man. I'll tell you next week. So yes. All right, we got um, Michael Horowitz. Good to see you as always. We got a four dollars and ninety nine cent super chat saying Jorge does not deserve another title shot this time or after this 18 years without the KO of Ben and the B oh sorry my screen went weird and the beating he put on till without that who's wait Michael what do you mean (laughs) (laughs) he'll read exactly what you put on the teleprompter (laughs) I usually prove these oh he comma wait without the KO of Ben and the beating he put on till Without that, who's next, maybe? I get, who was he beaten, maybe? Maybe. Is he saying he doesn't deserve it? Yeah, he's definitely saying Hori does not deserve another title shot. Uh, Michael, can you, you don't have to super chat, but can you clarify that in the um, regular chat real quick? I just want to make sure I'm reading that last sentence right, because it's a little confusing. But, I mean, we'll start with that. Do you guys think Jorge deserves mm. another title shot after this? No, no, no. I mean, 
It is what it is. The, the last one done big numbers, didn't it, on pay-per-view? As far as I remember, it was right at the start of the pandemic. So it is what it is. It, they have the narrative of, of it being short notice. I don't buy the whole thing that he didn't deserve it in the first place, though, because, I mean, you can say without the Nate Diaz win or the, the, the Askren knockout and the Darren Till knockout, then you wouldn't get it. But, like, they did happen. <laughs> like You can't dismiss that they happened. It's it's a fight. So um, I thought he deserved it the first time around. The actual fight last time around wasn't that intriguing. It was, again, kind of domination. But it is what it is. I don't think he deserves it. Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of people feel that way, especially hardcore MMA fans. Um, but does Conor McGregor deserve a- another fight with Dustin Poirier? <laughs> Why are they doing that? Because it will make a shit ton of money. If Masvidal manages to keep his star intact... That's I, a weird one, though, isn't it? PT, I wouldn't like put the... the- yeah, I wouldn't put it past the UFC though, honestly. Like, I mean, mm. it, it's they they don't like look at the hoops they're making Leon Edwards jump through, man. They cut him from the fucking roster on an eight-fight win streak because yeah. he wouldn't fight an unranked guy. You know? And I, I just don't think it it matters how we feel sometimes. And that's what's disappointing about the UFC. How many people were like, we've got a conclusive answer to Poirier v. Connor now? And then they went and booked it. And then yeah. there was something about a donation and everyone's like, now I want to see it. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> uh, the, weird, the weird one, though, about actually both of these fights, come to think of it, is that it's the guy who is seemingly in the better position that wants it. Or like, they both want it, but at least the guy in the better position seems to be pushing for it just as much or at least more. I mean, Usman was the guy who called out Jorge Masvidal after he won his last fight. And then Poirier clearly wants that rematch, the trilogy with Connor. So I guess, I mean, we can say like the UFC, it's terrible because these fights don't make sense and they don't deserve them. But I mean, if the champion and the, the I guess the contender, the guy in the upper position, the A, the A space or whatever, wants it. I mean, like, part of that, I think you have to take into account some of that, especially for someone like Poirier. I mean, the champion one is a bit weird because you can't be letting champions defend against anybody just because they want to make more money. But if it's a guy like Poirier who's given up a title fight because he wants to do this one, get it out of the way, make some money, I mean, it's fine with me, to be honest. Oh, yeah. I, I don't mind it from Poirier's point of view. I don't mind it from Connor's point of view. I mind it from the UFC's point of view. I mean, yeah. Poirier is the uncrowned champion as far as we're concerned. We like I saw people kicking up shit because Chandler and Oliveira was booked. And look, we all wanted Oliveira v. Poirier, but... They weren't going to make that because they know they can make money here. And, yeah, you know, I know why you're asking the question, guys. And I know you, you want Masvidal to just part ways with the UFC so he can do the biggest <laughs> fight of all time against the problem child. <laughs> why did I know that was coming? The most deadliest hands in the business. Oh, Lord. Um, be, do what, Rob? That'll be a, fr- a friend's fighting, too. That narrative, too. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. So just clarification on Michael's um, super chat. I, I did. I can't read today, so I apologize. But he's saying he's basically was saying without the KO of Ben and the beating he put on Till, who is Jorge? Like, what else does he have? And he yeah, also pretty substantial things. Like, I mean, but that's yeah. like saying what? What if McGregor didn't knock out Aldo yeah. and beat Eddie Alvarez? Yeah. Who is he? Huh? Yeah. Well, Michael, he also yeah. says I'm not dismissing it. I'm saying there are so many other fighters who deserve that shot. Oh yeah. So Look, that yeah. that's kind of his point. Yeah. I'm blue in the face talking about fucking Leon Edwards. Yeah. I mean, Leon Edwards gets worried at this stage. He's like, is that guy outside my fucking house? Because yeah, he just yeah. Stalker-like. 
Yeah, it's, it's a bit weird. Now, but in in uh, Masvidal's defense, I will say the Thompson fight was dominant. Obviously, Ty done okay against Damian Maya. And if you go down his record, there's a lot of fights there that he did lose. That I mean, some of them. The one against Ali Quinta, he didn't lose that fight. Let's be honest. And he was on a good streak there against Ross Pearson, Jake Ellenborger, Donald Cerrone. He should have won them fights, but he still won them. So he's he's done a lot in his career, and he's been around forever. So I was I was fine with the original one, at least. Like he's nice. got to do a better job in this fight, though. Like I mean, oh yeah, definitely. It's it's so important to, to his legacy, nearly you know, because yeah. it was a huge thing. Like it was a huge addition to his iconography when he stood when he stepped up on short notice, and it just felt like all the momentum was building towards this shock the world moment, right? And look, I mean, the odds are stacked against him as soon as he signs that paper, but. For some reason, he's one of those guys, and I honestly believe this, the best fighters are the guys who can make the fan base dream, make them believe. McGregor was so good at that, just making them think he can do anything. So many, like, I know they'll never fucking admit it, there's so many MMA fans going, I think Connor can do it against Mayweather. I talked to them. It was... Oh, there yeah. was, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. horrific. But <laughs> that's what he's magic. Like, if you watch that interview with Ariel, you can't really hate the guy. You can't because he's put in the long road. Like when we're talking about what has Jorge Masvidal done, 18 years in this sport, man, that is not an easy road. No matter what way the eventual title shot came, after 18 years or some shit in the sport, that's that's unbelievable. That is such yeah. an amazing story. And the big issue I thought with the fight, the first fight, was that he didn't really do a whole lot. I think that's the problem. Like I'm a I'm a Leeds fan in football. And if you watch their first match of the season against Liverpool, they lost. But it was like an incredible showing that kind of it it set the tone for the rest of the season. And I think if they went in there against Liverpool and even lost like one nil or something, but just didn't show up and look bad, I don't think the tone would have been set. And I think it would have damaged them a little bit. I mean, if they continue to do what they're doing now it would have came back but i think it's similar in the in this situation he went in there with all this hype and then he just didn't really show a whole lot and you have to give Usman credit for stopping him doing a whole lot but it's just that if it goes if that happens again and masvidal just can't get going i think that does it does harm him if he goes out there and puts on a good performance and still loses i think his his star is still there but if it's a bad performance and it's just lackluster and flat i think that'll be the problem for him I mean, it's it's not as easy as, um, like, a lot of people are kind of saying, Usman just took this fight for money. It, it's not just money. Mm. It's, you, I've said this before on this show, it's like Highlander, right? Like, when you <laughs> decapitate the other dude, you take, it's the, it, it's the quickening. You take their experience. You, you, mm. you consume their history, their legacy. You take a little bit of that when you beat someone. And... What does Usman want from this? It's pretty basic, yeah. right? Masvidal wants to be the guy. Before he hangs up his gloves, he wants to be the guy with that undisputed gold belt that says, I'm the best fighter in the world. Whereas Usman knows the best way for him to get attention, the best way for him to endear a fan base to him, the best way for him to make an impression is to beat the biggest star in the division. Yeah. So it's not just money. If he goes out there and does what he did against Gilbert Burns to Jorge Masvidal, this guy's going to become a bigger sensation than he already is. And look, you might laugh at that. You might go, oh, I'll never be behind Usman. 
you got to remember in 2018, he was like being ridiculed up and down every forum, everything on the internet because of that 30% comment to Emil Nick. <laughs> so it took him so long to get rid of that, right? But what are we talking about now when we talk about Kamaru Usman? We're talking about, is this guy the greatest welterweight of all time? I don't think he is. I think GSP is. Yeah. But that's a huge shift in narrative for Kamaru Usman to go from Mr. 30% to, is this guy the greatest? Another win over the biggest name in the game in, in terms of welterweight anyway. I mean, I, I think I, it makes sense for me. Like he, his star will become a lot brighter if he has another win and a convincing one. More, well, I know the first one was convincing, but say more emphatic than the yeah. first one over Jorge Masvidal. That's yeah. the thing. I think there's a question over that as well because it's a similar one for me. If he goes in here and puts on a similar performance to the last one, which was dominant, but not very fan-friendly, and the reaction from the fan base wasn't great, I wonder what the sentiment will be then because, you know, he asked for this fight and he said, I'm going to finish you now. Will the fans say, well, you know, you asked for this one and you still couldn't finish him. And you still foot stomped him and, you know, all that crack. So I, I do wonder, and maybe in the chat you can let us know, like, what would you think if it was been replicated that exact performance? Would you give him a lot of credit or would it be you should have finished this guy? Because to a lot of people still, as as we said, Masvidal isn't the rightful contender and he's not a journeyman, but he's, for a lot of people, he's not a championship level fighter. Not for me. I think he's excellent. But there, that sentiment is out there. So I wonder what the reaction would be to that. Yeah, it's 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 really interesting, and I don't know if this is disrespectful for, to Henry Houghton, and I don't mean it to be, but there was a lot made of his move over to Trevor Whitman's team after the Gilbert Burns fight because he did such a good job striking with him after that initial onslaught from Gilbert Burns. Mm. Do you think that makes a difference? Like, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to say Henry Hoof couldn't coach the guy. He's obviously a brilliant coach, but do you think that new fresh pair of eyes on his striking game? will allow him to do something different maybe against Masvidal? That's that's what I'm wondering. And like, if you're a Usman fan, you might be worried about that a little bit because um, I've said this before, a lot of wrestlers, they fall in love with their hands. We've seen it throughout the history of the sport. And I'm not saying that Usman's hands aren't like love worthy. They were excellent against uh, Gilbert, but he did get hurt. And if you're going to go in there and play that game against Jorge Masvidal, you're giving him openings that he, he doesn't need to have, that you don't need to give him. So the smart thing will, would be to go out there and wrestle. But he's going to have a lot of confidence in those hands. That jab was phenomenal last time out. And you're right. I mean, that move to Trevor Whitman has seemed to do wonders for him, for his striking anyway. And I'd imagine the rest of his game because Whitman is just a good coach overall. But yeah, I mean, if he's very confident in the striking, which he should be, but if he's very confident and he wants to show it off, that's where Masvidal might get some openings in this fight. And that's what will make it very, very interesting, I think. So, I expect, right, if it goes Usman's way, it'll be very like, right, so I think the big complaint about the first fight was he was so clearly winning and he just wouldn't gun it. Right at the end, it was like, yeah, Masvidal, this is the fan perception. Masvidal's exhausted. You are well on top in this fight. Every round is playing out with you being victorious. Why aren't you just putting the foot down and looking for the finish? Yeah. And I think the first few rounds, if it's going Usman's way, will play out pretty much very like that performance, like him grinding him against the fence, him annoying him in the clinch, taking him down, making him get back up, taking him back down. And then I think if he if he has that similar rhythm going, I think in four and five, we'll see him put the foot down. Yeah. So 
Michael gave us another super chat, kind of wrapping his thoughts up. He said, I just don't see Jorge closing the gap like that, even with six weeks. So just wanted to chime yeah. that in. Michael, thank you again for all those super chats. That was actually a really good conversation. Yeah. And you guys, you yeah. two had a, had a lot to say about it. I liked it. But we do have one more super chat. I don't want to – it got kind of behind, so I want to catch up. But Alberto Martinez, again, $5. Thank you so much. What a name. What a name. I know. Yes, it's a great name. name. Holy shit. Um, so he asked, uh, <laughs> Oliveira versus Justin, who wins? Also, will the current champions stay on top? I want to make sure my screen's cut off. Will the current champions stay on top, or will we see new champions this year? Who will fall? Oh, that's fun. That's, that's fun. very fun. I love them kind of questions. Yeah. Let's get the uh, rankings up. What was the first one, though? The first one was uh, first Oliveira First one is Oliveira versus... Uh, yeah, no, Justin. Or wait, actually, he said Justin. Did, I wonder if he meant... Huh. Chandler. Well, let's answer that one. And Dustin. Um, yeah. yeah, we'll do that. We'll, yeah, we'll, ta- we'll tackle that. So, Oliver or Justin, who wins? Go. <laughs> I think... I, I don't like that fight for Charles Oliver, i got to say. Um, mm. Even though I think a lot of people are down on Gaethje after the, the Habib fight, they're like, well, he was able to take you down. I think it's a different story when Habib Namakamidov is taking you down than <laughs> anyone else. And I just think, you know, Charles looks great in the exchanges at times. When it's going his way, he looks fantastic. Mm. Gaethje tends to look fantastic whether it's going his way or not in exchanges. Yeah. Like, I mean, he he's just <laughs> always dangerous. And if you tried to fight him like that, it's just it's very hard to pick against him, right? Like, I mean, of course, we saw Poirier, we saw Alvarez, those situations. But he's a different fighter now. He's so calculated. I, I don't like that fight for Oliver. As good as he has been, he has been stunning. But I don't like that fight for him. And I don't think I like Dustin either historically i'll say i don't like the fight either i think you're completely right on that i mean oliver has crumbled under pressure i don't mean pressure as in like the bright lights or anything like that i mean pressure <laughs> as in striking pressure and yeah i mean the tony ferguson fight he was under some pressure there and i thought he looked great i mean since he's been at lightweight I, i've been trying to change my opinion on oliver because he's shown that he can get through that fire that he used to not be able to. So uh, I'd probably pick Gaethje. It might change after the fight, um, whenever it is in a couple of weeks. But uh, I'd probably pick Gaethje right now. But uh, my opinion on Oliver is constantly changing because I think he's getting so much better and he's just improving. I think mentally is the biggest thing with him. Yeah, uh, It's improving a lot. I agree. Mm. Well, do you want to mm. play this game? So we ask. Oh, yes. Right. So let's start a flyaway. Davison Figueredo. Um, obviously, we have Brandon Moreno. We fought to a draw. We have Askar Askarov. I think they're the biggest contenders he'll probably face this year. Yeah. I wouldn't rule out Askar Askarov, but I do think the safe money for me is on Davison having the title at the end of the year. I'm going to say Askar Askarov wins the belt. I think I think he's a nightmare matchup for Davison if he doesn't get caught because Davison has unbelievable firepower. He was my in my school of 2018 prospects to watch, would you believe? Askar Askarov, what a man. Nice. Um, look, I know we've got some Aljamain fans here. But <laughs> no. 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 I'm not, he's got to win the rematch, and he's going to clear out the division. No, I don't think so. Yoda Yan all day long, twice on a Sunday. If, they, if it um, happens this year, I guess. Well, do we have nine months now? So maybe Aljamain will <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we didn't yeah, specify if they don't get a fight by the end of the yeah. year. <laughs> yeah, That's a good bet. Will, will that happen? Ooh, I don't know. Jesus. If, if he fights, I don't think he'll be the champ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. 
because it's either going to be like Corey Sandhagen or Piotr Jan. And I honestly don't know who'd win between Sandhagen and Jan. So I felt like Jan answered the question quite emphatically without having his hand raised. Yeah. Did, but, uh, I'll say so, no. I'll say no, this champion. This is an interesting one. Volkanovski at featherweight. Obviously, the Ortega fight didn't happen, but Holloway is looking fucking unbelievable. Magomed mm. Sharapov hasn't got his shot yet. I mean, how, what do you do with that one? I mean, the Ortega fight is going to happen, right? It's it's yeah. kind of been kicked down the road with tough, but it's going to happen, hopefully, down... Oh, that's a tough fight already. Yeah. I think I think, I think Volkanovski wins that, just probably similar to the Max fight, where everyone's like, oh, no, Ortega won that one. But I think he wins it. Oh, Jesus. I don't know. I think a rematch with Max. I think Max will finally get it done in the... Not in just the hearts of MMA fans, but in the minds of judges if it goes that direction but i don't know if they're gonna actually get that in by the end of the year uh, i don't know i'm gonna say vulcan obviously holds on with yeah, one title that. defense yeah I, I like i think it would be exceptionally like it's gonna be if max goes in and beats him at the third time and like he loses that's Fourth gonna be really hard for vulcan <laughs> like, um, yeah. lightweight doesn't have a champion so i'm gonna say oh, yeah. yes there will be a new champion good show <laughs> probably put um, a jinx on it now watch a draw who or do you something. think though right like based on how it's played out, because Dustin's fighting Connor, uh, Charles is fighting Chandler. If we Belt. had to pick, like, say, I think there's not going to be that many fights. I think they're going to do Chandler v Oliveira. They're going to do Dustin and Connor. I don't think them lads are going to fight again. I just don't. So I think mm. we're looking at the winner of Oliveira v Chandler. To be honest, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Are we saying who we think? Yeah, go on, go on. <laughs> I feel the same way about this. I'm really yeah. I'm really torn on it. <laughs> I gotta say Chandler. I gotta yeah. say Chandler, but I'm not confident. Michael no, Chandler's neither. watching. I'm, I'm very say, confident. <laughs> I'm gonna say Chandler too because, like, he just hasn't fucking put a foot wrong. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. everybody, look, I didn't think he was gonna beat Dan Hooker. I'll be completely honest. I was like, this is a terrible fight for Michael Chandler. He's too short. He's gonna get the wake up call of his life coming in <laughs> here. And then he fucking turfs him immediately. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. And I think the fact that he's short will help him in terms of takedown defense against Oliveira as well. Yeah. And he has great takedown defense already. Yeah. I think this is going to play out on the feet and Oliveira's striking has got a lot better. But I like Chandler's power. And that's probably where I'll go. I'm aroused by his power, to be honest. <laughs> right, Usman, all this conversation about the GOAT, all yeah. of this stuff. We have Masvidal this weekend. I think we're both kind of saying we, we fancy Usman to get it done. But obviously, we know Colby Covington is next. And we've never seen... Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Yeah, we did see that fight before. How, how, do you, how do you think... Do you think he'll have the title at the end of the year? Yeah, I do. This is... So far, this is the one I'm probably most confident in. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um, Which means it'll probably go wrong on me. But yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm confident enough in it. I'll say Usman keeps the belt. And again, I don't know if he even... You might fight one more time after this. But you never know. You, you really never know. It's going to be Colby if he does anyway. Yeah. Because if Leon Edwards was in that mix, boys. Uh, <laughs> no one pick. <laughs> but um, Israel Adesanya, middleweight. I'm, I, I think Izzy stays. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Wicker is an interesting rematch if that happens. I don't fancy Vittori uh, in that match. But yeah, I'll say keeps. Jan Blahovic. I, I just want to say I'm picking Jan Blahovic to keep the title because... He has been so unloved. And I just want to yeah, say, I know. I'm so fucking confident that Jan Blahovic is keeping that title. Yeah. Is he fighting Glover? Yeah. That'd be another fairy tale win, to be fair now. 
Glover is an absolute legend, but I don't. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't pick him in that fight. So yeah, I'll say Jan keeps it. I don't really see anyone else. I'm not. I I like right. I really like Rakic and Prohaska. I think it's great having these guys coming in from Europe. But I wouldn't pick them against Jan. Neither would I. It's just a bit too like. Rakic fights very conservatively. Like he's very good at watching his P's and Q's. But I think Jan does it maybe even better than him. Like mm-hmm. he was so good against Adesanya, man. Like just he's so, to like. So really perfect, you know. Like he, I know they didn't highlight it in the commentary, but checking the leg kicks, like he just didn't allow him to mix him up in the soup. You know what I mean? He just was like, right, he's kicking my leg, he's trying to punch me. Like he was very to the point. Didn't settle for any kind of rhythm that Adesanya was was showing him. Here's a really good one: heavyweight Francis Ngannou. Will the John Jones fight happen? Uh... Will someone make a bold prediction here? No, I think Francis keeps it. And I don't think the John Jones fight happens. I, I always say don't listen to Dana White, but he's been constantly saying it's not going to happen. He only said it a few days ago, I think. I seen it on Reddit. He said that the Derek Lewis fight is going to happen. I think oh. Francis will will avenge that amazing loss that he had to Derek Lewis and keep the belt. Man, do you know what pisses me off? So many fans backing Dana on that. Oh my God, it boils my Arthur. piss. It boils my piss. I can feel it fermenting inside my penis oh, Jesus. when I think about it. <laughs> oh, because, man, you are literally picking the worst heavyweight of all, like the worst heavyweight fight of all time over John fucking Jones and Francis Ngannou. Are you mental? Oh, my God. I just see I so many people siding with Dana. It drives me mental. Over fighters so, all the time. It's just There's so, so many UFC stands out there and Dana stands. There's an unbelievable amount. When he put out the fucking crazy media video that he had to remove because he was lambasted by everyone who, who you know what I mean, who was worth anything in the industry. Yeah. yeah. They were like, yeah, Dana, tell those media fucks asking for fighters to get paid right. What a bunch of dickheads. It, look, it looked like an awesome Netflix documentary, though. I'll give it that. I'd watch it. Mate, I knew lads that were in that video. who They just edited around what they were actually I saying. Know. So Ariel just, was one. Yeah, fucking Alex from MMA fighting yeah, as well. Yeah, like, he was like, I honestly can't world. remember saying that. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. He had Brian Campbell saying shit as well. And he's been like the most positive guy on it. He said one thing <laughs> bad once. <laughs> they clipped it. Get that in there. <laughs> Dead to me. Yeah. Uh, right, let, let's let's speed it up here for the last few divisions. Yeah. Strawweight, Zhang Moili. Oh, I'm going to pick Rose. Rose wins it this weekend. Valentina Shevchenko, a flyweight. Yeah, keeps it. Yeah. And Amanda Nunes at Bantamweight. I'm in. Unless she like, vacates it, I'll... Uh, I'm yes. picking Juliana Pena. There you go. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <Are you> actually... <laughs> I'm already clip, I'm clip that. Don't, clip that bit and just hold it until uh, <laughs> the fight happens, just in case. I'm sorry. I don't know if that was an enjoyable experience for all you people watching, but we decided to do it for our good friend. So, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, we got about 10... 10, 12 more minutes, so if you guys got any more questions, feel free to put them in the chat. Um, I saw one that I actually am actually curious to answer. So El Aliette, the OG, good to see you as always, asked, hey guys, your opinion on title defense records, is it just the sheer number that matters, or is it also the promotion where they were achieved? Guys got any thoughts on that? Yeah, it's it's a lot of things, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, like, are people saying, like, so there goes the argument. Like, I mean, like, I mean, are we counting Conor McGregor's cage warriors? To- I don't think people do that, though. Like, that's just, 
I think. Yeah, I wonder what the question is. Uh, does he mean like, if you yeah, are you counting like, like I, if you were said the best champion, you counting other titles apart from the UFC? Like I I believe Patricio Pitbull is one of the best fighters in the world, but the vast majority of casual MMA fans have never even heard his name. So mm-hmm. it's tough to say, right? So I count that, but if I walked up to them with Patricio beside me in the street and went, this guy is the greatest fighter of all time. They'd be like, what? Who? This? Yeah. What? what are you talking about? What's a pit bull? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, the UFC is always going to get the, uh, the plaudits or whatever. But in terms of like ranking title fights or, or ranking like defenses, it's not only on how many you do. It's also the quality of them. Like, not even if you finish, but like, were they dominant? Were they against good guys? You know, that kind of thing. What was the, op- the opposition like? So I think when you're ranking it, it's not just on the amount of title fights. And I think that's why GSP's title run was so good. It's because the guys that we beat were great fighters and the wins, for the most part, were all dominant and, and very, very good. So that's why I'd, I'd rank it over like the likes of Anderson Silva, who had more. But I don't think the guys he fought were quite as good. And he pissed off. That's true, too, yeah. <laughs> We got uh, Zach Batista. Good to see you. Uh, he said, best looking MMA on point member. Unless I'm forgetting someone, I think it comes down to Rob or Balian. Oh, I th- well, I think, you. I think you you're right. Happen. I'll say Balian because I don't want to be. Oh, <laughs> oh, Lord. Balian's got the smoothest voice. Uh, that's for damn that's sure. And balls. That's unbelievable. Yeah. And balls. <laughs> He's <laughs> got the smoothest balls on the team, baby. Uh, let's get a few more quick questions. Uh, Captain said, "Where can you find that Dana White fighter pay video?" Do either of you know off the top of oh, your head? It's been Jesus. removed from the internet, yeah. sir. Oh, is it? Yeah, definitely gone? sure. It's sure, you can get it somewhere, but they removed it anyway, right? I'm sure someone has it. Try like Daily Motion or something. Ask Balian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Balian might know. <laughs> All right, we got Sir Toby. Who wins the Bellator light heavyweight tournament? Ooh. Nemkov. I was, yeah, I'll pick Nemkov, but after the performance last weekend, whenever it was, it was last weekend. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was good, and Phil Davis is hard to beat, but I wasn't overly impressed with that performance, and I could see where someone like Yowl or someone like Rumble, and Rumble is looking like an unbelievable shape right now. I could see how they could beat him, and I wouldn't be wholly surprised, but I'll pick Nemkov because that's, that's the guy I picked at the start. I don't want to change my opinion halfway through. That's what I'm gonna be that guy. Well, to be honest, <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see Rumble though, man. Uh, oh, I know. Really excited. That that fight is gonna be unbelievable. Jesus, yeah. Thank All you. Right. We got a few more. Uh, we got Joel Glome said, "What do you guys think of Dalton Rosta or Rasta? He was in your Fighters to Watch in April video and won. I didn't write it. He is undefeated in Bellator and from the Berg. He didn't have a great fight his last out, right?" It was a decision, I, I believe. I, I mean, he's always not, that he fought in Bellator last. Yeah, 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 I know, I know. He didn't have a he didn't have an amazing fight. No, um, it's still hard to know. Too early in his career, to be honest. Um, he has a great pedigree, and look, like I mean, you're allowed to have fights like that this early in your career. You don't have to be going out and highlight reeling everyone you see. But I don't know enough about him. I only saw that last fight. I know yeah. about Rug Rug, and I can tell you, <laughs> me and Lawton adores him. Rug Take Rug. It. He's going to be the, the title holder for whatever he's promotion he's in. Yeah. If that guy keeps winning, though, what an absolute superstar he's going to be. 
He's we'll a need monster. to put him on every fucking card. You'll have me up till 5 a.m. all the time, man. <laughs> if Rug Rug's there, 100%. Dude, that's insane. I freaking love it. If you haven't, if you don't, I'm sure you guys know who we're talking about. But if you haven't, little plug, we have an awesome on-point prospects piece from about, was it two weeks ago, PT3? Yeah, two yeah. or three the weeks ago. ago. Whenever that was, yeah, three weeks ago. So, yeah, yeah. So that was awesome, Fantastic way, video. This guy is an insane Senegalese wrestler, and he is just kicking ass coming up the mixed martial arts chain so if you haven't watched it go watch it. it's only like nine minutes long great video i edited it pt voiced it we're the best team on the channel yeah, but no. yeah. <laughs> we're no bailey and rob huh? yeah yeah i'm not forgetting that one in a hurry <laughs> dead to me all right let's see uh who we got any more questions that i've skimmed over? i'm trying to skim the chat guys sorry i'm a little behind kind of watching everything um too exciting. He's getting too excited watching me and Rob. That's what it is. Irish mysticism happening here. The Irish <laughs> the table since it got going. <laughs> the Irish uh, takeover is just distracting me. Um, how do you think these world class kickboxers do if they do transition to MMA? I'm not sure which world class ones he's yeah. talking about, but probably Halston on uh, John Wayne Pyre. He's talking about probably Daniel Cooley asked that. By the way, thank you, Daniel. MMA. Sorry, bud. Is that kickboxing fight or is it an MMA fight? Muay Thai. Yeah, so it's Muay Thai. Um, How would they do if they went across? It's really hard to tell, isn't it? Like, we've kind of seen, like we've seen Saki, probably one of the most recent kind of uh, big name kickboxers come across, didn't do all that well. It really depends. I mean, it's difficult to pick up grappling at a later age. So if you're talking about some like young kickboxer who really dedicates themselves to MMA, I mean, it's... Their striking is amazing, so like that's gonna be great. But there's a lot more to look out for. Like Saki got dropped against who was it that he got Round dropped three, against? Roundtree, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was just a simple shot. I think it was a one two or something. He was just he threw a lazy leg kick, and I don't know. The ranges in MMA is very different than kickboxing, so it's also the amount of surface area the gloves cover. Like they're used yeah. to just putting their hand up there and having yes. the whole face secure. Very true. And then when you're wearing them small gloves, you can loop around, loop in front. Yeah. So a lot more shit can happen, you know? you got to get these guys who are doing the kickboxing and the MMA gloves, that one done, and that Cage Kings used to do over here. Remember that? That was like, that's fucking wild. Mental. I mean, that was a religious yeah. experience. When oh, I, I know. <laughs> Remember when he knocked that dude out and the play, the world exploded for five seconds? That was... Yeah. That was, it was crazy. Yeah. Is that, on, is that online? If that's online, it's go on check YouTube. it out. Yeah, yeah. I go check that out. It was Aaron Brown, maybe that he fought. Yeah, sure. yeah, it is. Yeah, Keen Kelly v. Aaron Brown, Cage Kings, or whatever it was called. It was... The knee, it was vicious. Yeah. I was there with Stephen Lowry that night. He had a few too many. He showed up, and I was like, oh, I'm not even into this. And then that happened. I was like, This is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and the cage is tiny, like yeah. tiny. <laughs> Two lads in a blender, basically. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll rattle off just a few more quick ones. Uh, we got literally just a few more minutes, guys. Appreciate all the interaction today. As always, good to see everybody. Uh, Captain asks, if Masvidal wins and Connor beats Dustin, do you think we see Masvidal and Connor for the welterweight title slash crazy money fight? What do y'all think? Jesus. Yeah. Like, I mean, I can remember when Masvidal was trying to make this happen. Uh, Dana was saying like, "Oh, Connor's too small," and Connor got offended by that. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "What's he saying? I'm not too small. I'm just as big as that man, and all this stuff." So I mean, yeah, I mean, if they both lose, they should do it. To be honest, I mean, whatever. Like, I mean, make that money, guys. You know, you're gonna watch the shit out of it. Like, don't deny it. You will yeah. watch that fucking fight. I know I would. Mm -hmm. That's the thing, isn't it? Like, we're gonna people are gonna complain about it. 
we're all gonna watch it and it's not the worst thing in the world i don't want to see it but like, i, I want to see it i don't want it to happen uh, but i love that you done the fake irish accent even though you're irish that was <laughs> oh my god huh? <laughs> all right what is wrong with me trying to i don't see any more questions that i really missed a bunch of people talking to each other so i don't know if you guys have any last minute thoughts um we might might wrap it we got two minutes though so i mean we'll probably just wrap it but uh yeah do you guys have any uh last minute thoughts pt rob Anything just yeah wanna... thanks so much for enjoying me on the live chat this will be my last week um, and <laughs> and rob next week uh great <laughs> while it lasted lads <laughs> It's the best bit though. Pete nearly killed himself trying to fix his light before we went live. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, that again. I can that just move my computer. Bang! Oh no! <laughs> I gotta start. Uh, I need to start recording off air yeah, and start making like little, like blooper reels because that was that was freaking hilarious today. But all right, guys. Well, we are gonna wrap it. Like I said, it's about been about an hour and a half right at. So we do appreciate everyone joining in as always. Just another reminder, we did partner with Venom. You can get sweet shirts. I can't really show you. Sweet shirts like this one on their store. Use the code MMA on point. Get 10% off of everything. Please help them support us. And um, we just love being able to partner with companies like this that freaking do what we love and kind of help us out. So please go get that. And then we will be here next week as always. I think you will. Is you J- will. Yeah, I will. I will. Is Jason back next week? I don't even know what his schedule is, Matt, to be totally went honest. Over to start out that Super League thing with the Premier League teams. That's all I know. <laughs> all I know is he arrived He arrived in the fucking country, and the next day the six teams were like, we are pulling out of the Super League. So he probably beat them like he beats all of us regularly. Yeah. <laughs> the, most abusive, uh, the most abusive boss ever. But I can't. I have to ask him. I think he's back. But either way, we're doing a chat next week. We got Kaposa's Corner coming up in about three hours today. Woo. So check that yeah. out. And we got, uh, obviously, 261 this weekend. So everybody will be tuned into that. So Rob, Pizzi, pleasure as always. Thank you for joining us, Rob. Good to see you as always. Pizzi, love seeing you. Even though you and I are not the prettiest on the team, always, uh, always I- love seeing you. <laughs> even not even good at our jobs apparently anymore so i'm not saying goodbye to you people i hope you're all born in hell thank you <laughs> the nicest pt sign off ever but all right y'all well thank you again for joining us we will catch you all on the next video and next week and have a good rest of your afternoon peace out peace